0: Super, thank you, uh, Josh. Great reading. Uh, We noticed at at the church meeting, one of the good things about Zoom um, uh, is is the chance uh, to have such great reading from our our children and young people. So um, thanks uh, for that. Um, uh, We are um, today starting our our, our, our autumnal, or if that sounds a little bit too chilly, our late summer series on guidance. Um, And we've got um, a PowerPoint Uh, So uh, that will um, uh, magically uh, appear, Um, uh, and just whilst um, whilst that's on its way, then yeah, we're looking at guidance um, over the next six weeks or so, and we're looking at it from uh, some of God's uh, guidance and and accounts of that in, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and in due course we'll be hearing from each other. We'll have a special service when... Uh, we are able to share together as God's family. Thanks, Paul. Uh, some of the stories of guidance, not just those big standout kind of changing, uh, life-changing things that, that maybe are once every now and then, but but you know, we're really interested to hear and think about how guide, God guides us day to day. So that's coming. We've got uh, oh Leslie, Tim Ferguson, Pete Everett, amongst others, also coming to speak. And so uh, today is a bit of a scene setter, I suppose, a bit of a prequel um a bit of a prologue to start us some um, contextualizing something that we know um we know about we know uh, what the bible says largely i think some of these passages are familiar that we'll be looking at we know the stories of god guiding you know through the exodus uh, in the old testament perhaps you know um it, we were struck uh, when we're looking at sunday out on vlt uh, about acts 10 you know the the account there when Peter's uh, drawn together, um, and uh, you know, uh, people praying independently to each other. God speaks to them and guides them together. Um, so you know, we know those kind of things, and yet, um, uh, and yet, we, I guess, we feel that as a church, both as a church and as a country, um, uh, then we're at a time when, gosh, do we need God's guidance and God's uh, God's leading? Uh, if we can have the next slide, Paul. Um, for a few few reasons. Firstly, um, as you know, we are um, we're looking for our, our next minister, and I guess that's one of the biggest decisions we make, isn't it? From time to time, um, uh, and uh, we I was looking at some of the, the next round of profiles. We got four more um, people's profiles through last week, uh, and in one of them, uh, the guy says, that, you know, he's looking for this move, this next move. Uh, for God to call him into a place where he can uh, lay his family's roots. And I thought, oh, wow, <laughs> that's a big responsibility. we have got to, you know, we're asking this guy to up sticks with his family, move potentially, if, if, we, if, he, if, he's, if he's the right guy. And, and to, you know, he's thinking this is going to be the next big chapter in his and his family's life. Um, so we know we can look back and see that God has guided and provided, and it's been, you know, great. Uh, and we, so with confidence, we can seek his guidance. Um, but I, I suppose I just yesterday felt the weight of that decision. Um, uh, 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 second, at the risk of stating the obvious, and we live in interesting times, don't we? Uh, I'm not just talking about the COVID pandemic. Uh, There's Brexit um, uh, coming back into the courts. Always good to see. Um, uh, at The US presidential elections, oh my word. Um, and all these things that... Um, uh, fill our news channels, fill our internet browsing, uh, that expose the deep um, cracks and schisms in society at a deep level. And again, I think uh, it's uh, uncontroversial to say we need wisdom, God's wisdom to discern what's actually going on, uh, God's perspective and, and what he's calling us to to respond, um, how we're to, to respond. And then on a very personal level, again, I've been uh, thinking... Uh, just this week, about how uh, how I want the relationships with my neighbours, um, Sunday out connections, friends, family, work colleagues, and of course each other within within our church family, uh, to be more than just you know the weather and the football. You know, um, I guess you know I just uh, uh, I, I'm really um, I feel quite challenged that you know uh, we're here uh, and we and this passage has helped helped. Um, uh, crystallize some thinking you know we we are different people because of what god has in his grace and his mercy and his love his great love given to us and so you know we should be like salt and light. we should be different um and, and, and this passage uh, uh, that, that josh read to us um it's about it's about what's a spiritual purpose isn't it we don't really talk about um uh, that so much in the church but of course everything we talk about is is, a, is a, about our spiritual purpose um and 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 these words you know they, they they kind of stand out don't they um really um kind of inspiring uh and really really challenging so um so uh let's get into into the passage um uh, paul's letter to the ephesians is interesting in that it is not apparently written to a particular church in crisis you know there's no great schism or controversy uh, that Paul is writing to try and uh, help the church through. Uh, there are some themes around unity, and, uh, and, uh, but apart from that, it's more of a, an essay to the uh, Ephesian church in which he, it seems to me Paul revels in, and you can feel his kind of emotions go up and up and down you know, as he uh, shares some thoughts on, in this passage, uh, you know, uh, our, our status in, in Christ, Uh, The NIV subheading is that we are made alive in Christ. Um, And uh, in this chapter two, we get this vivid word picture, don't we? That um, in the first few verses, uh, one to three, we were dead from following the ways of the world, following uh, those desires and thoughts, you know, and I think uh, uh, as as we read these uh, words, then then. Then um, in verse three, um, Paul writes, all of us also lived among them in our time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature. And you think, oh, well, know yeah, that sounds a bit kind of um, basic, surely, surely in Hill, we're above that kind of thing. Um, and, and of course we might be, but going on, uh, following its desires and thoughts. And, and that really just reminds me that um, it's very, you know, living in the world as we do, uh, being surrounded by thoughts, its thoughts, people's thoughts, people thoughts that are not God's, uh, then, um, then yes, we we're fairly and squarely uh, before uh, before God's gift of uh, faith in love. We are fairly and squarely uh, in that place of of darkness, in that place that Paul describes as being a, of death. Um, but verse four, because of His great love for us, uh, God uh, saves us and. Uh, God who is uh, rich in mercy makes makes us alive with Christ even though we were dead in our transgressions so this great um transition um uh, that leads us to this crescendo and marks already um uh, helps us start our thinking on this in verse 10 for we are God's workmanship that's who we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works works which God prepared for us in advance to do so that is those are the verses we're going to just reflect on a bit more um and, and if we just go to the next slide uh, please um uh, as we seek God's guidance um it, it comes in a place uh, we've got the next one Paul uh, with the the graphic of the death's life there you go thank you this is the transition that um that we who know Christ, who have accepted that gift of great love, um, this is our story. We have gone from death to life. Uh, And as you see on the slide, it's not, you know, it's more than an upgrade. Um, It's more than, you know, just um, a few improvements that paper over some of the cracks. You know, in the IT world, we get these upgrades, don't we? And I'm I'm with Apple. They proudly announce a new upgrade, and it it talks about stuff I don't even understand the words really. But you know, it doesn't really change my experience. It doesn't radically change um, uh, the computer that I'm working on, or whatever it is. Um, And yet, Paul writes of this sense of being uh, uh, saved from death and brought into life, and it is it is as dramatic. As that it is as as you know uh, as clear uh, as uh, from from black to white it's 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 profound it's everything and and um I, I always like to look at the other translations of of the of verses just to kind of get different angles and different perspectives on them the message uh w- which uh, which is a favorite with, with Mira and with me, actually. He uh, it, it says this, he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him, love that, to join him in the work he does. Um, so, you know, we're in this together. Uh, the good work that he has gotten ready for us to do, love the Americanism, he's gotten ready for us to do work that we had better be doing. So I, I love the kind of the, uh, the expressions in that phrase. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. You know, I, I was thinking of, um, Mark, um, you, you, you kicked us off this morning with Psalm 23, uh, verse 6. I remember a sermon I heard from a chap called Nigel Lee over 30 years ago when I was a, uh, a student. And, and he said, of Psalm 23, goodness and mercy or goodness and love are like God's watchdogs, you know, God's sheepdogs rather. If God's a shepherd, then his, his goodness and mercy or his goodness and love are, are the sheepdogs that keep us you know, uh, moving along with, with the shepherd. Keep us, keep us safe. Um, uh, and, um, and, and this amazing thing that he's uh, got, got really good things for us to do. And these are things that we better be doing. Um, and um, I, I think that's just really exciting. And other translations um, uh, say that we are God's handiwork. I don't know about that one. I'm not so sure. Um, because handiwork just seems a bit trivial to me uh, but this is the one that i wanted us to think about today it comes from the new living translation and it um says of verse 10 that we are god's masterpiece i think that's brilliant um and, and i want us just, just to reflect on that for a moment uh, that we are god's masterpieces and, and paul thank you so um so uh, me and i sat down this afternoon and we we looked at some pictures uh, of of what we might think of as as masterpieces so uh, this is um this is um, Michelangelo's painting on the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome. Um, and this is that uh, very famous uh, picture, it's um, God creating Adam and that sort of spark when the, the two, two fingers nearly touch. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Sistine Chapel, it is amazing. Uh, it's a bit too busy for me, but um, you know, there's so much painting and so much going on, but wow, it is amazing. It is uh, Michelangelo's masterpiece, you know, it's something of him in that, and he paints, I didn't realize this until we saw it, but there are pictures of, of him, you know, and and certain other people of the time painted into the frescoes. Um, and if you've seen the film, you know, then he almost goes blind because he's lying on his back on some wooden scaffolding, painting the ceiling, and, and paint drips into his eyes. So that, that might be a masterpiece, I don't know, um we'll, we'll move into a few. Um, uh, people might roll their eyes and, or, or say, phew, that's not my piece It's that kind of thing that excites debate because they're different. So if we can look at the next one, Paul, um, what's this one? Ah, yeah, now this, this is a watch, you can tell that, but this is no watch, uh, no ordinary watch. Uh, this is, um, uh, it's the Omega Tubion, And what's important about this is that it's made by just one expert craftsman. So whereas um, watches, I guess, uh, are usually made um, by different people doing different bits, um, and machines do do lots, then this is an, uh, something made by just one expert horologist. Um, and um, so, the, so these aren't um, inexpensive. Mine cost an absolute fortune. Um, no, uh, uh, this is, uh, as I say, one person working on one watch and no doubt bringing something of, of his expertise into the masterpiece. We've got uh, two or three more. Um, we can flash up. Ah, so, the Taj Mahal. Uh, uh, this is um, a mausoleum commissioned by uh, a bereaved uh, emperor uh, who lost his favorite wife. I'll um, uh, we'll comment on that. Uh, but lost his favorite wife in, in terrible circumstances. He commissioned this uh, building in her memory. This was back in. Uh, it was built in the seventeenth um, century and at one point had 20,000 artisan uh, craftsmen working on it and it is truly beautiful. I was fortunate enough to be in India um, and with a, a couple of days spare after doing business and um, I went to see this and uh, I had to get up at 4 in the morning to be there at sunrise um, and I just, I just couldn't believe how beautiful it is. Uh, as the sun glistens on it, the, the stones sparkle, change colour a bit And it's just uh, peaceful and uh, I don't know, it's just sort of mesmerizing, really. But again, um, the Sultan building some, uh, sorry, sorry, the Emperor building something uh, out of a tragic situation where he he loses his favorite wife. And um, and, uh, again, this very personal, I suppose. uh, an incredible building built uh, out, of, out of his love for her. A um, Couple more, I think, Paul. Yeah, this is um, a bit more contemporary. Um, uh, a, a real kind of standout in the music um, uh, world album uh, back in the 60s, changed everything, um, I, I believe. Um, and you know, it lives on now, doesn't it? As one of the most popular collections of music um uh, first concept album hundreds of hours thousands of hours of work um and this um uh, this statement um of a uh, creativity uh, innovation newness uh, that has um won, won accolades and plaudits uh, down down the years uh, uh one more i think paul brilliant thank you this is much more contemporary uh, this um credit to, to me for this uh, isn't it a wonderful uh, it's a for, obviously it's a photograph. Uh, a chap called Jordan Matter, who does lots of photographs bringing together um, the, the elegance and beauty of dancers with the kind of noise and color and the, the kind of everydayness. Um, uh, I think that must be of New York. Um, and there's a whole bunch more on his uh, Instagram account and, and website. Really great pictures of, of these, you know, uh, I suppose for me, it's the serenity of one and the craziness of another brought together. Um, and I don't know, it just causes me to think, oh, that's different, isn't it? That's original, that's creative, that's different. That's a, perhaps another masterpiece. So um, uh, we, we, we kind of, there's another one. And I, 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 I was gonna say that we marvel at these masterpieces, and yet it's easy for us to forget that we are one of them as well. Indeed, we are God's masterpiece. You know, those other masterpieces and, and this little fella here. Um, carry the marks of the the craftsmen. Carry the marks of the people who commissioned them, who made them. And we are in verse ten. We are described by Paul as God's masterpiece, or God's craftsmanship, or God's workmanship. Not anything that we've done. Um, not a masterpiece. I couldn't even begin to think what a masterpiece I what masterpiece I could do or make. Um, but these. Things of profound beauty of of uh, just uh, they carry they carry something of the maker as do we um, we carry something of the maker we are God's masterpiece uh, having been taken from death and brought into life now um, we'll just say with this masterpiece thing uh, just a few more minutes you know they're all different aren't they. They are all different from this little fellow through to the watch, to the Taj Mahal, to the Beatles, to the Mike And we all have, you know, um, I saw on some of the chat this morning before we started, um, I think it was Karen who said, what a beautiful morning. So, you know, uh, uh, we were, I can see a tree and just starting to see the colours of the leaves change. And that's a masterpiece, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's imposing. It's, it's fantastic. It's full, full of, of life and creativity in this just beautiful, beautiful way. Um, so they're all different. You know, masterpieces aren't the same. There's only not, there's not one type of masterpiece. They're all different. Um, but they, uh, they all are fantastic. They all carry the, the mark of the maker. And, and um, back in medieval times, you know, the masterpiece was that piece of work that uh, an apprentice would uh, produce as being the very best that he, he, he could make. It probably wasn't he, wasn't it? But it was the very best that they could make And if it passed the test, then it it, uh, it enabled that that apprentice to transition to be a master craftsman. So again, I just want us to think that that when God, when we are described as God's craftsmanship, workmanship, masterpiece, then then we have something of the very best of God in us. Now, I I guess um, we don't all feel like masterpieces all the time. But as we know, our status is not the same as how we feel. You know, I wonder if Prince William sometimes wakes up not feeling so princely. Um, But no matter what he feels, he is a prince, even if he doesn't feel like it, like I say. Now, my recurring nightmare used to be that I used to wake up and think I'd failed my A-levels or I was going to sit my A-levels. That feeling was really acute when I woke up. And so it was a tremendous relief when as I kind of came around, I thought, oh no, I don't have to do my A-levels again. It's um, tremendous relief to us all, um, but you know feelings aren't always accurate, are they? Uh, and um, and so uh, we live with our feelings, of course. Uh, but I think God is calling me, at least, to think more about um, what our state, what my status is in Him through Christ Jesus, and um, and really to live out of that a bit more. Um, you know, on uh, on radio too this week they've been having. Um, I listened to Jeremy uh, Vine when I had my lunch. Uh, um, but he, they were talking about what it means to be a human, you know, and um, one of his guests was a writer, uh, and um, uh, and the conversation went on, and uh, Jeremy Fine said, you know, that the way she writes, um, it kind of causes him to think that sometimes we live our lives a little too narrow. We live, you know, lives a like little too narrow, a little too shallow. Uh, and the conversation just, it just paused, then he went on to something else. But I just thought, yes, that's right, isn't it? We live our lives maybe a little too narrowly, a little too shallowly. And as Christians, we know that God has brought us into this fantastic place where we are his workmanship, his masterpiece, created in Jesus to do good works. Uh, And as the message says, and so we better get on and do them. Um, It's a bit like when at Easter we were looking at uh, the resurrection, of course, and, and I remember uh i was fortunate enough to to lead the service then and and we talked a bit about how easter is is a message of infinite possibility and and so what's all this got to do with guidance you might be saying well isn't this the point that uh it's 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 because of who we are in jesus Uh, because of this uh, status that we have this um uh it's the status, you know, it's not just potential, but the potential to do the works that God's called us to do, that he's prepared for us to do in advance. That's why we need to be guided because um, uh, God wants to guide us into those good works. And, you know, I, 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 when Paul was writing this, he, I don't think he'd be thinking of which, which car to buy, which home to live in, which career uh, to pursue. I'm sure he was thinking much more of how do we live? Every day, every moment of every day. How do we live? How, what does it mean to live um, alive as opposed to, to live from a place of death? How do we live as um, God's masterpieces? You know, it was interesting, John Velicott, um joined us, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago for a great sermon, really interesting, really inspiring. Um, he told, uh, uh, he was saying how, you know, it was busy at work and he, he was praying for God's guidance as to what to do. And rather than God... Um, Saying okay, do this; don't do that. Um, John said he felt that God was calling him into a way of thinking, a way of doing. And I thought, hey, I'll write that down for two weeks' time because I just wonder whether that is actually uh, some of those good works that uh, that, that God had uh, John involved with um, that that were for him to do, and he and he was getting on and doing them. That's what I think we're about that's what i'm looking forward to uh, finding out more of over the next four or five or six weeks as we think about god's guidance you know um as we looked at the picture it's like death to life it's more than an upgrade everything's different everything's spiritual we know that and sometimes you know i guess i, I speak for myself i just poodle on and um, i know i think i know what i'm doing and I, I just wonder how many opportunities i'm missing i just wonder how much um you know how how narrowly, perhaps, or shallowly I'm going about things because I just kind of lose track a bit of of God's guidance in the every na- in the every day guidance in the every hour guidance in the every Zoom call every note every email every reading and so on and so on. Uh, and just a couple of quick thoughts to 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 bring us to an end. Um, yeah, I just think you know we. Um, it's brilliant, isn't it, that this is, uh, God's gift comes of from his great love. And we know that love is everything. Um, and I think that, that you know, comes through, doesn't it, in, in the rest of Ephesians. But um, but, but how, again, um, we need God's guidance to show us how to love. Of course we say, okay, we know how to love. But, you know, we, we meet people, don't we, and we don't really know their story or their situation. How can we um, be God, Jesus, to them? How can we love them how can we ooze joy in a way that um, is appropriate how can we be patient um uh, how can we not be molded by all around us how can we uh, make sure that we're not following the desires and thoughts of the world how can we avoid being conformed into the pattern of the world you know that, that passage from Romans how can we be gone to masterpieces that's what I think I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about with us all together over over the next six weeks this is not a, a solitary occupation is it it's something that we do principally with God um with his, his in the strength and the in the wisdom and the guidance of his spirit but we do it together as well as his people um and and, and the last thought I just thought if, if we flip this back the other way if we think um if we feel like we don't need guidance thank you Oh, um, yeah uh, but um, if, you know, I suppose um, if, if we find ourselves thinking sometimes of um, guidance as being those, you know, once or twice or three times every 10 years about big, big decisions, uh, then, um, then I wonder if that reflects a kind of, uh, for me, I haven't grasped how big and wide is the love of God, how Um, much he, uh, you know, is doing in the everyday and wants us to join in, you know, um, how much he's got for us to do together. And when I think about that, I think that's really exciting. You know, he's not asking us to come up with good ideas on our own. He's saying, hey, um, he's redeeming all things to himself through Christ in love. And he, uh, and we're part of that journey, part of that redeeming. And so that's why, you know, we can, uh, I think, look forward with excitement uh, as to how he he's going to guide us together individually in the big things and the small things. Um, and just how much fun that's going to be. So um, I want us to finish by just reading a prayer that comes into the next chapter. I'll, if I may read that. Um, uh, thanks, Paul. I'll read that um, uh, I've changed the word so, it, 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 so we read it as a kind of prayer uh, with each other and for each other. Um, okay, it's, it's from Ephesians 3, uh, starting at verse 14. And we, we kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. We pray out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen us with power through his spirit in our inner beings so Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith and we pray that we being rooted and established in love may have power with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love uh, that surpasses knowledge that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.